America held hostage. Day 53 of the Super Bowl 53 halftime show. I'm the coach, the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Christian Blatt on a uh, morning after the Super Bowl uh, Blackcast, which has become a little bit of a tradition. Here it is, Monday, February 4th, joined by a uh, Patriots fan and not a doubter for even a second, the one and only Jeff DeRay on Twitter, at Jeff DeRay. Hey, that's me. <laughs> hey, that's me. And uh, cautiously a Patriots fan uh, throughout uh, the entire postseason, as always, the one and only Coltrane on Twitter, Coltrane Leaks. You know, I would say that I am more of a cautiously optimistic Patriots fan than a cautious Patriots fan. Uh, well, yeah, I think Out when you canon, this when, guy. You, when you get to be a Patriots <laughs> fan, you can be cautiously optimistic. Uh, but... When you shift it over to another sport and you're a uh, Mets fan, you're just uh, depressingly dejected and you just hope that uh, you get something once in a while. I saw a great meme this morning that said a four-month-old baby in Boston has seen more championships than a Mets, Jets, Knicks fan has. <laughs> That's 45 years put old. together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also joined uh, for the second year in a row on our uh, Super Bowl after show, the one and only David Weiss. Better known as Salman on Twitter at DY's Comedy. Sup, America. America is here, and uh, America wants to hear all the hot takes. Uh, as the uh, non Patriots fans, I feel like we ought to not go first. But, uh, you know. Actually, I feel like based on the way the Super Bowl went, it's actually more interesting to hear the non Patriot takes. You know, I think you're onto something with that. <laughs> because let me tell you what uh, the Super Bowl was. Uh, my son wanted us to turn it off uh, <laughs> after about two minutes. But when we talk about it, he liked the commercial with the talking sharks. He liked the commercial, uh, the M&M's commercial, Christine Applegate driving the car, mostly just because the M&M's were talking. He, li he likes that they do that. Uh, and there was a commercial with a camel that I actually didn't see. I guess Joe Cool. I guess, I guess Joe, Joe Cool's back selling <laughs> smokes to the kids, so I'm glad to see it worked. Good job. Uh, yeah, it would make sense if it was Geico. Uh, so, yeah, he was he was not a huge fan of uh, the Super Bowl. I posted on Instagram a photo of uh, Lucy covering her ears, which I said was during the halftime show. But as far as the game itself, I mean, this, this, this is the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. The, the fourth quarter, at least, was interesting. There was a little drama, and there was some... But the... Field goal apiece from each of the teams through three quarters. I, I'm fairly sure that uh, I haven't seen anything that uninteresting since David Weiss. 
my wedding night. Ah, <laughs> nice. I like that. That's uh. Was, did we just play Password? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Charles Nelson Riley impression. <laughs> my wedding bite! Uh, that wasn't a good Charles Nelson Riley. Oh. <laughs> but uh, that was straight out of Lidsville. Uh, this is just for the people who are in their 60s who listen to the podcast. Anyway, I uh, thought that, uh, you know, it's like, I guess the argument is, like in baseball, I can really appreciate a no hitter, even if it turns into a one hitter, it's like wow, they they were they were on their game. In this, I was just like, man, the defenses are good, but you know, the uh, still should be some scoring. And I was impressed actually at the fact that uh, you know Brady just hangs in there because he always finds a way. Because he was definitely rattled. He's getting knocked down. He was flustered and frustrated, and. Uh, the only interesting thing in the first half, I think, was when uh, Jim Nance said, uh, you know, uh, their uh, field goals in this uh, stadium, 31 for 31 all season long, not a single missed field goal. And uh, the only reason you say that <laughs> is so that uh, when there's a missed field goal after, you can go, oh, my God. Uh, and there were there were two missed field goals in the game. Uh, the second one didn't really matter, and it was, I don't know, that was like a 48-yarder or something. That, yeah. Yeah, so that was like... That, you know, I, 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 you can almost not count that one, but the, uh, so there, there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot to enjoy. As another non-Patriots fan, let me uh, bring in uh, at D Weiss comedy David Weiss for his thoughts on that, the the big game. You know, I, I, I disagree. I enjoyed the game. I enjoy a defensive battle. I thought that Belichick just went in there and decided that he was going to run the ball down their throats and play defense. And he was going to grind it out. I thought Brady was frustrated, but I don't think he gets flustered. Yeah. I mean, he. I, I think that uh, he, he's not human. He doesn't let himself get flustered. I think also, I mean, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the pregame talk was that what a genius Sean McVay is and just all the plays he has in his head and you know, I don't even know that Belichick hears that. No. But if his the people around him probably hear it, and they're just probably like, okay, yeah, this guy's a fucking genius. So let's let's see how that goes. And I don't even think he coached badly. Uh, what, he got what, beat. He just got yeah. He just flat out got beat. And one of the uh, one of my I'll be uh, fun fact. Sorry, just yeah, for please. Uh, Bill Belichick won his first Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator the year Sean McVay was born. Wow. <laughs> now that's a great stat. Where was Jim Nance or Tony Romo with that? Uh, but what I Pop would Warner. <laughs> what I would say is um, I actually don't know what I was going to say. That's the worst part. <laughs> uh, so that the, the idea that this guy was a genius and, you know, he I think he coached well, but Again, outcoached. And also the simple fact was that I thought that uh, Goff, his first name's Jared, right? I don't yes. want to pretend I'm that cool. Uh, Jared Goff. Uh, he looks I, like his name could be Jeff. I understand. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> Jared Jeff. Jared Jeff. Or Jeff Goff. Jeff Goff. Jeff Goff. G-E-O-F-F. -F. Yeah. So it would be Joff Jeff Goff. Jeff, Joff Goff. Goff Goff. I like that. Uh, Joff Goff. And um, I'll, I'll be regaling Black Cast Nation with a few of my tweets from last night. One of which was that uh, Jared Goff does an amazing job of throwing those passes that are almost caught for touchdowns. <laughs> and... Uh, that happened 
you know, late. There, it just didn't quite get his hands on it. And then by the time I hit send on that, he threw another one of those passes and it got caught for an interception. So mm-hmm. again, he, he almost flo- he floated that one. Yeah, he was under pressure yeah. all night long. Yeah, and he's just not a guy who performs under pressure yet. Yeah, and I think uh, it's plenty of time. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, and and uh, Coltrane, you were with us last week, so you remember. Uh, we have to uh, give our condolences to lifelong uh, LA Rams fan Will Sterling, who mm. is just uh, so despondent and dejected that uh, he was not able to join us for this conversation. He just he's just so distraught over his Rams. He just doesn't know what to say. Um, I mean, I kind of wanted to video chat with him just so I could watch his reaction to the game because he's like Sporty R. McKenzie. He's like he's he's Captain whatever sports team is there at do, the time. Do you think, what are the odds that he didn't watch the game at all? Like, I, I Oh my I, God, I'm at 95%. Yeah, so am I. Really? What are the yeah. chances he's we could fans? convince? No, no, he's not, he's not really. It was, it was like a bit he was playing up last week. He just sort of casually was like, yeah, no, no, I like the Rams, but then he like really turned into it and, uh, you know, for, Captain for the front runner. Captain, he, well, yeah, exactly. He was well, allegedly well, I mean, a Chargers fairness, fan. He, like, if you had asked him before, he would have said he's kind of a Chargers fan yeah. because they were kind of like the closest team when he grew where he yeah, grew up. No, where he grew but he up, he doesn't it, care about sports at all. He doesn't so. care about sports at all. But uh, the San Diego teams are the closest team to where he's from. And there was a point. It's long enough ago. It's back when he was married. So you know it was a while ago that <laughs> he used to watch the uh, Chargers games on Sundays, and he'd have a beer. And I think the only reason he did it, Jeff, was because it gave him an excuse to have a beer at ten in the morning. Your thoughts? I agree. <laughs> also, I, I would also, say that there is no excuse to have a beer at ten in the morning. That is the correct answer. What Definitely don't need an excuse. <laughs> I was going to say I think it'd be a fun bit to con- spend next season convincing Will that the Rams moved to, to San Diego. <laughs> that, like LA just felt like it was too, it was unfair. Yeah. But they didn't want to give the Chargers back, so they gave them the Rams. <laughs> and, and if he doesn't follow sports, you could say, "Hey, I'm going to meet you at San Diego." And he would drive down <laughs> yeah. there. Let's go to a game at Qualcomm. Yeah, right. I, I yeah. got I got the ticket. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. Yeah, you know? I'll meet you at gate yeah. B. I went to a preseason game at Qualcomm like years ago. I'm between, sorry. Yeah. Between the Chargers and the Cowboys. And I got obviously drunk and then <laughs> like celebrated a touchdown or something and kind of had like just the tiniest little dregs of beer in my thing and by going like this got a little on the guy behind me and then he got all like pissy and was like wiping his arm on me and like grabbing at me and i just kind of like turned around i was like hi and i was and he was like there with his son i was just like looked at the kid looked at him i was just like don't do that (laughs) and i kind of just went back to what i was doing (laughs) uh you know, I actually, it's, uh, David, have you ever been to Qualcomm Stadium? I saw a Mets Padres game there. I uh, have when not. They, when I they still not. played baseball before uh, before Petco Park opened, uh, n- not a great facility. Also, was terrible for baseball and uh, not a great parking lot. Coltrane, when you lived in LA, did you ever uh, take the trip down to uh, Qualcomm for anything? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. I I went. I've seen. Uh, I saw a Padres game there. And- nice. Uh, and I saw uh, Patriots uh, Chargers there. That that stadium hosted a Super Bowl. 
Like, I remember it was in the early 2000s. San Diego used to get lots of Super Bowls, yeah, I feel sure. like. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to get one. You used to want to go to, like, nice weather city. That used to be, like, yeah. the thing of the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden they gave one to New York. Yeah. And then everything was out the window. They're like, Minnesota. They, they had, I'm not wrong, right? Antarctica. Did they have one in Detroit yet? Or yes. No. Yeah. They, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they did right. Detroit. They did yeah. Indi- was it 50? Indian- yeah. They did. 50 was at Ford Field. Yeah. And they did Indianapolis. And uh, all the helmets got stolen in Detroit. What I I hated about the New York one was that it it had been like eight degrees the week before, and then it was like in the forties. I was like, "Come on!" I just just they needed to be ice bowl. They needed to be proven that it was such a bad idea. But anyway, let's talk more about this Super Bowl. Um, So, you know, it's uh, the fourth quarter. I did find very entertaining. Uh, and ultimately, I was glad that, you know, the Patriots just didn't kick a second field goal because I wanted I, I needed them to, you know, beat the spread. So that was important. I actually didn't bet any money. But if I had, <laughs> uh, that would have been important. And um, by the way, the spread was two and a half. It was two yeah, and they, a half. Okay. And it it would have yeah. been fine. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, this was the largest margin of victory in a Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah. Period. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, I guess it's we got 10. defeated by more back in like the 80s. No, no, but you're right about largest margin of victory. victory. Yeah. So just 10, that's the 10. most. Because I, I know yes. that they're usually close. Uh, it's so the last highest had been three, six three, four, against the Falcons. What was that, uh, Coltrane? It was 3 3 3 4 6 10. Wow. See, look at that. So then next year they're going to win by 20, right? Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> it's going to be one of those old. See, here everybody is bitching about this ten three Super Bowl, and I get it because we've come to 13. associate Thir- the thirteen three. Sorry, yeah, thirteen yeah. three. <laughs> hey, in fairness, Julian Edelman did the same thing because everybody thinks that last field goal didn't <laughs> fucking matter. It was like the most pointless thing. Yeah, Vegas Anyways. was already good at that point. Yeah. So there, there. So it was like, whatever. Go well, ahead. Obviously, it was important oh. in the actual context of the game, but like, no, also important. It did, they didn't come anywhere near the over. That's God that's no. it. like no way. Yeah, I know because because <laughs> if you yeah. had the under, you were celebrating by the second quarter. <laughs> but yeah. in terms of real on the field uh, b- uh, football being played, and not just degenerate gambles, gamblers, you know, counting their nickels. What were you going to say, Jeff? Well, I was going to say like, it, I get it that it's we've come to associate like exciting NFL games with these shootouts. That's why last year's Super Super Bowl was incredibly exciting from just like a watching the game perspective because it was 33-41. Like you had tons Mm -hmm. of touchdowns. You had a ton of late game excitement and lead changes. And that's why I think people found this less exciting because the lead wasn't changing. But at the same time, it's like the same way that you can appreciate a no-hitter, Christian, because you appreciate baseball and what goes into each of those innings and, like, the work and the decisions. Somebody who really appreciates football saw all that in this game. It was incredible defensive game planning, like, great plays. Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald are just dominant, and there were plays where it was, like, no matter what scheming the Patriots did, those two were just going to bust through the line and smash the running back. And you watch that, and you just have to pray – the ball doesn't pop out. So it's like there was a lot of tension as a fan knowing that with the score so low and everything so tight every, at every any play. moment, yeah, something could go wrong, like incredibly wrong. Imagine right. if there was a fumble. 
I mean, exactly. There were, there were no a fumbles six, in that game. A pick, like a badly thrown uh, interception, right. would have completely flipped this game. Yep. Yeah, and that's actually the perspective I, I wanted to get from you guys. So, Coltrane, uh, you probably watched the game much as the way that Jeff's describing, where the fact that it was low, so, so low scoring, that had to, uh, you know, it might, must have been hard to catch your breath uh, during those first three quarters, right? I mean, I, I was not watching when the Patriots were on defense, which is funny because that was the best part of the part of their game. Mm-hmm. But it was just like because it was so close. And it's like I here's the thing about Jared Goff for me. It's and it's something that I picked up last year when he start you know, when he got with McVay. Like Sean McVay tells him where to throw the ball. And it's and so it's one of those things where he, it's like I don't think that he's a smart enough quarterback yet to do anything. I think Sean McVay tells him where to go, and that's why he's effective, because Sean McVay knows what to do, not Jared Goff. I agree with so, that. So as far as all, like, I'm not, I wasn't concerned that he was going to, like, be great, but I knew that he could make a throw. And that's what, that was, like, the part that, was, that made it so tense, is that, you know, it's, it was a close game, and I knew that it's like he could he could just make one throw like out of the pocket, just run and throw the ball sixty yards downfield, and that could have been the difference. So overall, like I just it's just like like I said, I have no faith in Jared Goff as an actual like a leading quarterback, someone who can lead his team anywhere. Mm-hmm. But can he make a great throw? Yes. You know, and you're, so, you're right. So they were one they were one big play away from flipping the game. The whole exactly. game, really. I mean, until the fourth quarter. They, it, yeah. Interestingly enough, I think Brandon Cooks, the reason that the Patriots moved on from him, I still think he's a phenomenal receiver. I still would have loved to have kept him. But I think the reason why Bill Belichick ultimately felt okay moving on from him was displayed in this game, which is you can be a crazy all-time burner, but if you're 5'10 and you've got a six foot three cornerback on you, you're not winning the jump ball ever. And that's why Brandon Cooks didn't come down with any of those balls because when they were competing, he's just not big enough. Versus last year, uh, big Stephon Gilmore had a great game, but he was going against six foot three Alshon Jeffrey, who was catching all those balls over him because he's such a large receiver with that extra radius. Second, I think someone who has not gotten enough credit because I could say he has demonstrated how he has won us the last three Super Bowls is Dante Hightower. He didn't play last year because he was injured exactly. all year and he wasn't in there in the Super Bowl. In the last three Super Bowls that we've won, he's either had like the play or just been the leader of a defense that clearly won the game for us. In the Falcons game, it was his sack fumble that like turned everything around and like really gave us a shot at scoring enough points to send it to overtime. Uh, he was the one who stopped Marshawn Lynch on that first like and goal play that led them to throw the ball, which everybody forgets about, like that Marshawn right. had just gotten stuffed. And then in this game, he had sacks. He was all over the place. He's a dominant defensive player that doesn't get enough credit for being like a leader and just a great player in big time games. Plus, he was hysterical in the Police Academy movies. True. <laughs> I mean, let's you know, let's not he stole ma- every scene from Bubba Smith. <laughs> he is Bubba Smith. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, let's uh, again start with the non-Patriots fans, which I don't. I don't care enough about the NFL where I, I need to be at a point 
where I can't just be like, well, Jesus Christ, these guys are good. I, you know, as a as a non-Patriots fan, last year was probably a lot more interesting for me than either one of you because uh, I, I was surprised at, at the the way it went. But uh, I'll ask you first, David. Uh, I just so much easier to call you Salman. It's weird to call you then, David. You know, call me Sal. It's, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> I can't call you what I usually call you. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, it's just this simple. Uh, Greatest of all time, Bill Belichick, greatest coach, uh, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback. Do you agree? Absolutely. I I agree with both of those. And it's like, you can say what you want about Vince Lombardi. You can talk about fucking Johnny United. You talk about everybody you want to. But you'll never see this kind of success again, period. I mean, unless they win six more. How many championships did Lambeau win? You mean Lombardi? Lombardi. Uh, Sorry, yeah. no. Curly Lambeau won Bo- six. Both of them. And won so six yeah, Curly Lambeau, yeah. who the field's oh, named, named after, after won okay. six. Yeah. And then there was Hallis won six, and now Belichick has tied him with six as a head coach. Right. I was wondering how many Lombardi had won because if two, I believe. So two, he only yeah. two well, Super Bowls. But did he? Had, how many championships? Because Hallis right. and, and Lambeau didn't win any Super Bowls. They just won championships. Uh, also, also Vince Lombardi has a rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike, so uh, I don't think Bill, I don't think <laughs> Bill Belichick hell, has that. It's a hell of a Rest up. Well, yeah. I'm wondering, so it's like he's, he's either tied yeah. with or like getting, like he's in the realm of guys that are so, um, like in such a high echelon that it's like before the time that we even count as part of the game, even though the game has been going for like a hundred year history, which I also think is interesting. It's almost like we only talk about the Super Bowl era as the, and yet we're also getting ready to celebrate the hundredth year of the NFL next yeah. year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, do, have have there been fifty four years or have there been a hundred years? Like, right. Why are we ignoring the and, first forty six? And mm-hmm. they they started having playoffs in nineteen thirty three. So then I'm not doing that math, but whatever. No. That is, yeah. you know, it's like almost, it's like 80 something. I, yeah. I, I think ultimately the reason is because it was the joining of the AFL and NFL, which created the Super Bowl era. So it was right. when all the great teams came together in one league, but you yeah. still represent the NFL championships and stuff as like part of the history of these teams like Chicago and Green Bay and everything. And it's like, Things that seem like they shouldn't happen anymore because they happened back in like the 1920s are happening for us as a franchise. And it's really exciting. And it's like it's unprecedented. It'll never happen again. And if you're not appreciating it as a Boston sports fan, just in general, the the success we've had across all sports, you're an idiot. Like, Like if, if you're a diehard fan of other teams in the division, you're like, okay, I can't give it up. But at some point, you just have to, you know. Also, I mean, if, if you're a Jets fan, you probably <laughs> oh can't. God. You probably can't afford Speaking to pay of, welfare to your wife. I feel you probably like, don't have electricity. You probably live under a bridge. You probably didn't see the game last night. I need to address something I said. I think in our last podcast, yes. which was shitting on Jamal Adams. Since that point, I found out that the reports were a little like iffy whether or not the person actually went to the hospital however okay uh oh you're talking about the, uh, the jamal player, adams hitting, hit, the hitting the mascot at the pro bowl yeah. and supposedly sending them to the hospital right which was funny when you first saw yeah, it because it's, it's funny, funny and then you go like oh wait this beast of a human you know this potentially athlete. hurt this other yeah. guy so i've i've heard since that there and i saw there was like part of that video it looked like the patriot guy had hit him back so and he did they went back and tackled him nice so there was like a give and a take to it and the fun and whatever they did definitely get like checked out by somebody for something. So in that sense, it's like, oh, less of a joke. 
But at the end of the day, ultimately what I'm condemning him for and which he has doubled down on because he had an appearance on Undisputed, that show with Shannon Sharp yeah, and sure. Skip Bayless, where he was like, Skip was like, that's not funny, like sending a guy to, like, you're a professional athlete, you need to show a little bit more, like, restraint. This yeah. is a, this is demonstrative of, like, potential other issues if you're so dumb that, like, hurting somebody isn't a serious issue to you. And he doubled down on it, basically half, like, being like, I'll beat you up, Skip Bayless. And it's like, oh, you're going to beat up a 60-year-old man. Like, how <laughs> tough? You're really looking good here, like, 23-year-old football player. Like... <laughs> Jamal Adams, shut the fuck up. You're so dumb right now. Like, I, whether or not you hurt that guy, all you had to be was like, oh, I hope I didn't hurt them. It was just a joke. All in good fun. Yeah. And everybody would have dropped it. My like, bad. Oh, man, that why was not cool. You, why are you being like, fuck that guy. Fuck you. I'll beat you up, too. Like, I'll send you to the hospital, old man. It's probably going to make him more beloved uh, amongst uh, Jets, Jets, fans? Jets fans and their parole officers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what it reminds me of, sort of the threatening an old man, it reminds me of uh, there's great video of, uh, I guess it was a, a Braves National League championship I think it was when you know Deion Sanders also played baseball, so maybe it must have been he was on the the Indians. I think I get my racists confused, and he's like continues to dump beer on Tim McCarver <laughs> while he's talking, and Tim McCarver's like, "You're you're a real big man, Deion," <laughs> just because he didn't like what he'd said about him. But uh, anyway, um, so. Coltrane, I don't want to ask you the question, are uh, Belichick and Brady the greatest of all time? I want to instead ask you how it feels uh, to know that they're the greatest of all time, because I think it's sort of it's, that's a little bit less of an obvious question. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fantastic because it's because it is just a situation where they really like the debate is all is always ongoing. Who's more responsible? But it, it really doesn't matter. Like they're. The reason they're successful is because Bill's a great strategist and because Tom wants to be coached. So it's it's a combination. Like they they aren't as good without the other. That's sort of like that's how it that's how it works. So I love it because I love the fact that you've got two people who just every year they continue to want to be better. And it's like they just they keep winning Super Bowls, they keep being successful, but it's like Hey, last year was last year. I want to be good today. Yeah, I want to be they, good right now. They, you know, and so that's like what that's what I find the most that's what I enjoy the most is that they they're just never satisfied. They just want to keep going. You know, they that I love. They won. You know, they win any way they can. They'll beat you in a big game, big scoring game, and they'll beat you like they did yesterday. They just pounded it out. Exactly. Whatever, whatever works. And it doesn't, you know, and it, it and it doesn't matter. Like there's no there's no statistic that matters except the win. Right. So it's like it, nothing else matters. The Rams didn't have um, another gear, another game to play. They only could go, you know, girly, play action, and then hopefully get a pass. They, you know, they were too dependent on Goff to win that game for them, and he wasn't up to the task. Uh, less important than all that, uh, Dan Sanders was indeed playing for the Braves. Uh, I just watched the clip. He actually runs up behind Tim McCarver while he's on the air and just dumps ice cold water on him and runs away. So he <laughs> doesn't no, even for stick. For no reason? There was uh, just because no... he doesn't like him. Just because oh, he, he probably oh, said, maybe okay. he said the Braves weren't going to win, which, you know, when you predict the Braves not going to win in a playoff series, 
if you say it, you, you're on pretty safe ground. You're pretty safe ground. You just might be. <laughs> you might just be predicting the next round. You yeah. know, but you're going to be right ultimately. Uh, anyway, uh, so. Obviously, where the Patriots go from here, even before the Super Bowl, even before the playoffs, Brady's like, oh, yeah, I'm still going to play. Uh, I feel like he's a guy that he's he's not going to he's not going to have like the the Brett Favre Vikings or Jets seasons, you know, like where it was just like, why is he still doing this? Do you feel, Jeff, do you feel like he's got one more in him or is well, it, is it he, only he knows? What's fucked up about that is like. He's already older than that. Yeah, I know. Like what we used to think of as like this cliff that everybody talks about, and like the that far fell off by the time he went yeah. to the Jets. He's long exceed. Like that was way five, in the re- he was winning championships ago, yeah. the, those years. <laughs> like he's been NFL MVP since then. Like the dude is in his own class, and he's. I don't know any like you know. I, I don't know how effective this TB12 method is. If it is as if. It's truly the method that he went through that has helped him sustain this level of like health and and vitality to this age. Then I think he's got a great future in like revolutionizing sports medicine, science, whatever. But just it's hard to say. I I don't know anything about that. It's just I. I don't know when he's going to get bad. I don't know that he's ever going to get bad. I I I hope he does just be like. Okay, sorry, I get it. I, I'm too good, and I'm super old. Got to just retire to make it easy for everybody Col- else. Coltrane, when he gets bad, we're not going to know it because we're not going to see it on the field. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah, I I do actually really believe that he he's not going to want to be that guy, that like that Brett Favre, like, you know, like just embarrassing himself at the end of his career. I think that he... I think the re- like it, there were times that he struggled this year, but I think the struggles that he had this year were injury based, which is why he he still feels like he's he's good, because if like if he was completely healthy and had the drop off during the year that he did, that would be different. But I think he was he was injured, and so he knows that he's still good. He was still effective and can still get things done, so that's why he wants to keep going. I know, like, he always talks about, like, playing till he's 45. I just think that he wants, like, if he can, I think that would be great. But I think he just wants to, he wants to be able to keep playing until he looks around and says, oh, my God, I'm the reason that this team is going to lose. Right. And so it's like, if he, if he thinks that he's the reason they're going to lose, then I think that that would be different. But he still feels like he can, like, he's effective and he can still and he can still make it work, then it's like, yeah, he wants to keep going. So I think that's I think that's his motivation. I do think that if he showed up at camp, if he showed up at training camp and, and you know, next season or the season after, and he just sucked. He just couldn't he nothing was working, I think he could he could he would be like, look, I it's not gonna work. Like there's just no way to actually like make this work. But I think as long as he still as long as he's still realistic and can say, okay, I'm still able to help this team win, then I think that he'll stay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, find it, uh, I find it hard to imagine that, uh, you know, we, we all have the people that we can think of, you know, the season. Like the, when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, you know, things that, uh, 
that that's when you knew he his gambling was bad because he clearly was just you know betting against the wizards every day. Yeah, that was that's the only reason why he was going to do it. And uh, you know, like we were saying before, uh, just getting back to the game itself. Obviously, it it was not that exciting for uh, you know. I can see it was stressful for Patriots fans, and I do actually know a couple of Rams fans who have season tickets. I know I literally know two. And they went to the game, and I can imagine that, you know, up until the third quarter, they were like, man, we we could actually do this. And then the fourth quarter happened, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we we could not. But it was a bad indication where I, I think it was either the first in the first half or in the first three quarters, literally the most exciting thing, and you heard Jim Nance, the longest punt in Super Bowl history. Of sixty-five yards. You know, he got he got a big roll on that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't count that. If it was sixty-five in the air, yeah, yeah, you know, that's hats a great off point, Hacker. But uh, so that's uh, one of my tweets that I'll read is that uh, when my son is older, I'll remind him that the first Super Bowl he watched had the longest punt in Super Bowl history, and he's going to kick you in the balls. And then with a gleam in his eye, he'll ask, "What else were people excited about?" To which I'll smile and say. That guy from The Voice took his shirt off. Those are really the only <laughs> things that people were talking about. Um, but um, I don't know. I uh, look. I'm, I'm glad I glad I watched it. It's uh, it, it's it's impressive to watch the Patriots do what they do, and which is why when it it doesn't go their way, when they play a team from the NFC East. Although I honestly, I think if they ever were to play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, which by the way, Hey, congratulations to uh, Tony Romo for finally making it to a Super Bowl. I know a lot of people made that joke, <laughs> but I was so happy for him that he finally made it there. Um, I'm surprised he actually does a good job. When you hear him announcing, Ken, do you ever think like, if he had all this knowledge in his head, why wasn't he better? I mean, it sort of except that. It's a it's a much different thing when you can watch it from the sidelines, you know. Yeah, great like point. You've got you've got an aerial view of what's happening, so it's a lot different than like the ground level. You know, you you can only see half the field because that's your you know you you've got your certain line of, of line of sight and everything. So, you know, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. I, also, it's just like when you, know, you can when was... you can see the whole thing differently. It's like it's a lot easier. You know, also, you know, don't neglect the fact that he just wasn't a superior athlete. If you combined the athleticism of Cam Newton and Tony Romo's knowledge of the game, you might have Peyton Manning. So what you need is a, is like a Voltron of quarterbacks. You need five, you know, yeah. mediocre to like right. B plus quarterbacks, right. and then you get a get a great right. robo quarterback, uh, as as it were. Um, so. I uh, I know that uh, Sal, you took some notes. Did you want to share any of your uh, your insights uh, to the big game? Well, I would like to say that uh, the running game played the the biggest part in that. The Rams need to run the ball in order to set up their biggest strength, which is play action. Gurley obviously is still hurt. C.J. Anderson got a lot of snaps, and he is not the receiver that uh, that Gurley is. And if you look at the numbers, which I have here handy, look at that. Uh, New, little, New he's got he's got a little notepad like a reporter. All he's, all that's missing is the hat that says "scoop" on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams had 62 yards rushing 
and the Patriots had 262 yards. Wasn't there rushing. a point where, like, the, the stat was that, you know, the Rams had, I don't know, 40 yards and, like, Edelman had 75 or it was, it was something like, like at that? at the end of the first half, yeah. I think the Rams only had 57 yards. Yeah, that, yeah I, I made up those numbers, but I remember that he had so many more than the Rams' whole team. Yeah. Edelman had more than 100 yards in the third quarter. Uh, and he's the, uh, he was literally the one that got the Lombardi trophy. Do you know yeah. the MVP, the MVP, sorry, the, Jeff, do you see him as the MVP of the game or I think what? it was one of those games where they were like, who the fuck do we name MVP yeah, of like, this right. game? But yeah, he was, here's why his, he had 10 catches for 141 yards. Mm-hmm. That's the third most yards in, I, I think a Super Bowl ever behind Jerry Rice and Lynn Swan. So when your name comes after Jerry Rice and Lynn Swan, in something doesn't that mean you're probably pretty fucking great he's he's now number because of that game he's now number two all time in receptions which he already was and receiving yards which he moved into because of that game uh postseason all-time receptions and receiving yards so it's like i think him earning the mvp in that game was just kind of like the culmination the cherry on top to what was kind of brought up over the course of this postseason which is like oh this is a hall of fame career if for no other reason than like you own the playoffs. Like every time you get into the playoffs, you play incredibly well in them, which is every year. Right. And I mean, he, he was a key part uh, two years ago, unless I'm mistaken. Like Edelman. He was the one who had that crazy yeah. catch against Atlanta where yeah. it was like almost hit the ground. And then he didn't play last year. He was out all year. Right. So you know, Hightower. He sat out the first four games of this year for this PEDs. This year he was out for PEDs too. Yeah. So Hightower. Test, test him today. <laughs> Hightower and Edelman both were out last year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Coltrane, do you agree with uh, Jeff's assessment on uh, Edelman? And do you have. If you have anybody else who, okay, sure, Edelman's the, the MVP, who who would you put as, like, 1A or number 2? Gilmore. I, You know what? I Yeah, I actually – I sort of disagree. I would have gone with Gilmore, like, oh, as my God. MVP. My 1A would have been Hightower, and then, uh, like, 1C would have been Edelman. I just think that, that Stefan Gilmore was fantastic in that game. Like, he was – he just – his game was spectacular, and in a game where you hold like the NF the, the scoring leaders in the NFL to thirty points below their like their season average, mm-hmm. I felt I felt like the, like someone on defense kind of deserved it. And Gilmore and Hightower were they were just so dominant, and it's it's like Jeff was saying. For me, the biggest reason that the Patriots lost last year was because Hightower was out. Because, you know, they still, even though Edelman was out, like, they still were able to score points. So that that part I still felt was okay. But they had nothing that could stop Philadelphia on defense because Hightower was out. He's such a big game player that it's like you just, no matter what you see in the regular season, it just doesn't do him enough justice. So in this game, you see him in there and it's just like, I, I'm not surprised that the Rams offense could do nothing because... It's, it was just wave after wave of, like, Patriots defenders coming, and Hightower was leading the charge. So I just – for me, it would have been, like, Gilmore, Hightower, and then Edelman. But, I mean, it's it's a nice problem to have when, you know, it's like you're like, well, maybe I would have given it to this guy. Maybe I would have given it to that guy. But, I mean, it's, you know, like you can do that because they won. So it's, you know, like it was it was just that good and that kind of a night for me. So – as far as their defense goes, it was it was so nasty. So, you know, as many catches that 
I'm sorry, Jeff. No, no, go ahead, okay. As many catches that uh, that Edelman had, it was Gronk who made the biggest catch to get them to the goal line. I mean, Edelman, you know, he piled up the yards, but you know, the biggest catch of the game was made by Gronk. I'd say so. I agree with all this. I think the only reason why. It, the only thing that hurts Gilmore's case is the high tower. Is that those two things do go very much hand in hand? It was the constant pressure from the front that made the secondary look that much better. So that exactly. was they, they were making these like under pressure throws, and the they secondary could, was able could, to capitalize. They could sell out, and they you know, and then they weren't because Jared Goff didn't have a ton of time. He wasn't able to burn the secondary, which would have happened eventually if you don't get any pressure up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think it's like instead of naming them co-MVPs, which almost would have been cool, uh, I think the other reason why Edelman deserved it is because in a game where both offenses stalled and like had, you know, there was one snap in the red zone all game that resulted in a touchdown, an immediate <laughs> yeah, touchdown. Right. So the yeah. fact that both offenses couldn't even get into the red zone. It became a very much about time of possession, and I think time of possession also fed into why our defense was able to be so uh, able to hold such an explosive offense to three points. Because every time we needed to keep a drive going, Julian Edelman was destroying his guy. Like in terms of single matchups, Romo was pointing it out, especially early in the game, where it was like Edelman was getting like five yards of separation. He was getting like crazy separation. He was beating his guy. He was making first downs. He had six first downs. And so I think in that sense, uh, because it became a game plan of grind it out, of keep the ball away from them, of like do just what we can, he was a quintessential part of that for our offense. So, you know, also, as good as the Rams' uh, front four is, I didn't see Brady being pressured at all. I, I mean, I saw them get to him a couple of times, but it wasn't consistent. You know it, what I mean? It, it was every once in a while. Ex- yeah. Considering I mean, how great they were, our offensive line showed up as well as they have all playoffs long because it's oh, like yeah, they, they the, the two-time reigning defensive player of the year who absolutely. just like there was nobody else that really deserved it but Aaron Donald. That dude's on another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the broadcast itself uh, in terms of the announcing. I was thinking about this. So there's only three networks that air the Super Bowl right now because ABC proper doesn't have any football because they, you know, punted they Monday bailed. Night Football. Punted, no no pun intended. My apologies. They kicked. Oh, my God, I did it again. Anyway, uh, Monday Night Football is on ESPN. So, they, so uh, when it's on Fox, you get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. That's awful. When you have it on NBC, you have Al Michaels, who's the greatest, but he's so weighed down by Chris Collinsworth, it's infuriating. (laughs) And I I couldn't believe that Jim Nance and Tony Romo, I thought that they were great. And speaking of Tony Romo before, you know, it's bad when your armchair quarterback is your literal quarterback. (laughs) The guy on the field is the guy, like, when he's not playing, he's like, oh, no, I I really know what to do. Uh, But I thought they did a great job, especially for a game that... You know, look, from from the booth, that wasn't a great game to call for three quarters. No. I agree. I think, interestingly enough, though, 
Tony Romo showed up the same way as a broadcaster that he does, in my opinion, or he did, in my opinion, as a player, where it was like he gets so hyped up for like one great playoff performance and then the very next game like has a bunch of flubs because it was like there were a lot of times where, again, I thought Romo did a good job. His insight is still like next level, but it wasn't anything like when he was calling every play yeah. at the end of that other game where he was really that in the was zone. impressive. Yeah. And you saw him like half, they, they were trying to like play off that. He was half like trying to get there and it just kind of fell flat a lot. And then that led to what I felt were like the flubs and the stuff where I was like, oh, you can, you will smooth this out over time where it was like Jim Nance would say something like, yeah, they haven't had a drive of more than five plays. He's like, I'm just going to circle every punt. And you know, they haven't had a drive of more than five plays. It's like, yeah, Nance <laughs> yeah, just said, I that. said that. Listen, now, listen to what he's saying. When you said that he did it just like he did as a player, I thought you meant he went to Mexico with Jessica Simpson on the off week. I thought <laughs> then, that's what you meant. Uh, he didn't? <laughs> no, I think she's married. I think she's, she's married, married now. Yeah. And, you know, let's just say I'm sure she's I'm sure she's still uh, lovely. But what did uh, I think she I think he married like there's there was like some actor's sister like um, no. Ashley Simpson, um, Christina Hemsworth. <laughs> no, I'm sure no. she's hot. I don't. I mean, I don't remember like I, I don't remember who he was, but it's like he he married some like actor's sister. Uh, Candace, mean, Candace Crawford. Up, I don't know. Is that is she wait. is she related yeah. to Cindy Crawford? Tony, Tony Romo. Tony Romo's Candace wife Crawford? is is uh, is Candace Crawford, but I actually don't know who she is. Okay. So yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't I, think she was famous. Her brother's famous. I do know that I'm going to do a screenshot of this picture and uh, do something with it later when I get home. But I don't. I don't <laughs> know anything about it. I'm just going to look at it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, sure. You know, that's that. I think that's all. Do you I, have Adam Levine with his shirt off in there? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah. By the way, his kid's name: Jones, Rivers, and Hawk. <laughs> I love that they're of their course. kids. Uh, by the way, she finished in the top ten as the 2008 Miss USA as Miss Missouri. So she was in the top ten. She was hotter than 40 other broads, is you what know, that means. Missouri is the show me everything state. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who she is though because uh, the internet doesn't seem to. Uh, you know, she's uh, she's non-pro, as as we in the business would say. Uh, as so, Jeff, you you caught some of uh, Tony Romo's flubs, uh, Coltrane. How did you feel? You know, watching a national broadcast, especially like the World Series or the Super Bowl, a national broadcast of your team can be just beyond infuriating, and unfortunately, in baseball and in football a lot of times you do get joe buck uh what did you think about the broadcasting coltrane well uh in fairness i because i'm here in new england i was able to um sync up the tv oh, with nice. the radio broadcast there's local radio the, yeah sure. so i was, oh, okay. so I was cool. listening to the, the local radio broadcast of the game i can't believe that fucking edelman dropped that what is he a queer <laughs> i mean it's it's not quite like that but it's close I mean, though it's got, Scott Zolak, the uh, you know the show ponies and unicorns guy, like he's uh, he's uh, he's he's quite uh, colorful. He's uh, he's a colorful character, and um, so that was that's the way that I watch it. Because yeah, I even though I I did like you know uh, Tony Romo during the Kansas City game, it's like I would more I would rather listen to the local broadcast because at least I don't know at least like they're sort of they're more in line with how I'm feeling throughout the course of a game. So it's at least a little bit better. Like if they're not playing well, 
Scott Zolak will say they're not playing well, and he'll like point out the things they're doing wrong. And when they're, you know, when they start to do something good, like he gets really excited. And so it's it is a much different experience to uh, to listen to the uh, the Patriots broadcast here than to listen to the national broadcast. So I actually didn't listen to a whole lot of that. Jeff, if you had to guess, would there have been a local sponsor for New England that maybe provided coverage for Coltrane to listen to on his radio? to buy Toyota where we're supporting the New England Patriots in their six Super Bowl titles. We're not queers like those Rams. They like to ram it in their own ass. Thank you. Uh, I love is that a bit? But, well, that's a recurring bit from here, oh, but Bach right. Toyota is a real... I, is it B-O-C-K? B-O-C-H. Yeah, and where where are they? Are they down at the, like, the camp? They're on the Route 1 on the Auto Mile. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Route 1 on the Auto Mile? Route 1 on the Auto Mile! Come on down to Block in Toronto! Dor- in Dorchester and Quincy. <laughs> but don't fucking come to Worcester. That location... You come to Worcester, we're going to fucking dust you. <laughs> that location is my, not affiliated with us. That's my fucking cousin Jerry, and I told him not to use the fucking name. My girlfriend in college had my all-time favorite like Massachusetts town names jokes which was like if Worcester is spelt that way Worcester, and is pronounced yeah. Worcester then shouldn't Dorchester be Duster? It's a great point. It should yeah. be Duster. How, I remember how long did you date her? <laughs> a couple years. Uh, I, I remember in college I, I knew a girl who was from Braintree and she told me that the name of my town was funny. You're just like we're driving around like you're it, from Braintree. You're you from think? fucking Braintree, and Poughkeepsie sounds. I mean, Poughkeepsie does sound funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you like realize halfway through, you're like, oh wait, mine still does sound fucked up. Yeah, why is that? Yeah, it's just. I think I think the town sign that she saw the the name of the town was Goshen, and she's like Goshen, Goshen. That's a really fucking funny name. <laughs> we're driving to Ithaca. Anyway, uh, so Coltrane, does that mean that you didn't see the commercials because you were focused on the game? Yeah, I, I did not watch any of the commercials. All right, well, we'll right, hang we'll, up. Yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, and uh, what did, Coltrane, we asked you before the game what you were going to eat. Did you uh, did you prepare yourself anything special, or did you just, you were so focused on the game, you just had, like, dry toast and water? Raw Jiffy Pop. I mean, <laughs> I mean funny enough, uh, I did. I, I, as I was like, you know, trying to uh, get rid of the nervous energy, I uh, I did actually bake bread. So I had some uh, fresh baked bread. It was, uh, it was oh, pretty fantastic. I thought that was a euphemism for something because I was going to say I baked bread when I looked at Tony Romo's wife. Um, Jeff, did you eat anything uh, special? Or, you know, you're not a slob like me, so I know you take care of your body. But that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> but interestingly enough, so uh, to try to be a little bit healthier. Uh, I came up with this idea for the month since it's like the shortest month of the year, obviously. I was like, I'll try and give something up for the month. So I eat a lot of candy. uh, So I was like, all right, no candy, no soda for the month of February. And then partly due to other circumstances. But yesterday I was like, fuck that doing it. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want today. And I got myself some chips and a big old Dr. Pepper. I was trying stuff. to imagine you going to the movies with like a water. Cause you know, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and I, when we go to the movies, we, we each get, well, that's true. We have the scam. We've talked about it on the podcast before. We go to the <laughs> I AMC. Think we call it a scam. Like they expect you to do that. Yeah, We get the point. gigantic bucket. 
But no, when we like, we're like, can I have a box? We dump it in the box. Mm -hmm. Can you refill this? Thanks. And then we each have, you know, a bucket's worth. Again, I love that we call it a scam when we're still, I'm still paying like five, six dollars for what is definitely two cents of popcorn in both of those things combined. Who's, who's, who's scamming who? We showed them. Yeah. Who's the fool? The fool or the fool who buys the popcorn from him? That's my question. Uh, So you ate candy. You had Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty close to what Felix did during uh, during the Super Bowl. There were a lot of Teddy Grahams. Nice. I'm trying to think what else he had. <laughs> he had some Ruffles. We uh, we convinced him to eat grapes. Uh, but uh, nature's and, candy. Uh, and uh, Sal, you were up in Encino. I was in Encino at my cousin Randy's house. Okay. And uh, what was uh, what was on the menu? Uh, there was taco dip. Okay. There were. Uh, there was chicken pot pie. There was lamb chops. There was mac and Whoa. cheese. There was salad. There was pie. Flavors, please. Varieties. Coconut cream. Okay, I'm not from, interested. From 4 and 20. Yeah, 4 and 20. It's a local pie place. No, uh, yeah, it's on Laurel Canyon. 4 yeah. and 20 Blackbirds. Yeah. 4 and 20 Blackbirds. That's also, their, that's at, their logo. Mm-hmm. Also, as in 420. They've got this blueberry bread that's so good. And really? you get like the, oh, yeah, right. there's like the cinnamon I'm, sugar butter right, that you dip it in. Right, I haven't been there in Jeff a while. used to live around the corner from there. Mm-hmm. Will still does live around the corner from there. Uh, all right, so you had some uh, good food. Uh, my wife. Thanks, Cousin Randy. My wife made uh, <laughs> the little pigs in a blanket because uh, I'm down with that. Gong Hey, and, fat choy, pigs uh, in a blanket. T- that's they, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Chinese New Year. And uh, oh, the year of the pig, which it's my wife's year. See? Yeah. Now you got Whoa. it. Now I got it. Yeah. What? No, no, no. It really is. Whoa. No. She's year of the pig. You are fucked. She doesn't listen. Uh, you, especially might well, not to, you might as well stay with me for the next year. Especially, especially not to this one. Uh, but uh, And then we got... Fucking duped by a mailer, you know. They things come in the mail, and you get all this stuff. So we saw that Little Caesars has this pretzel bread crust pizza, <laughs> and we kept looking at it, and we're like, "Well, fuck, we gotta get that." And we got it, and uh, it does not look like the picture. It looks like the crust with some salt on it. To be fair, it tasted all right, but the pizza itself, glop. No. Look, Little Caesars pizza. It's like it's five dollars. It's a chain pizza. It's it's whatever. It's it's Domino's. It's better than Pizza Hut. It's not great. It's you know it's you know what you're gonna get. But this pizza had fucking cheddar cheese on it, and I'm like, who puts cheddar cheese on pizza? I was so mad because I didn't know until I got home. Also, I ordered ahead, and when I got there, I found out that you could get a pretzel crust where the pretzel crust was stuffed, and I didn't know that. I didn't order the stuffed crust. You said stuffed pretzel crust? Yeah, and I didn't get it. So it's like dipping your pretzel in cheese, except the cheese is already in your pretzel. Yeah, I don't have to do the dipping. God. So uh, you lost. I lost. I lost so you were, hard. You were definitely the Rams yesterday. I, yeah, epic I, pizza fan. I goffed myself. Is is what happened there? I I was I was just so disappointed too with this pizza because look, you came two years ago. You uh, were over at our house for the Super Bowl. We usually like we would do it big, but yeah. you know, it was just just us, so we didn't we didn't go crazy. Um, and. Oddly enough, the last time I had a Super Bowl party, Nicole Sterling was there. That's yeah. how long ago it's wow. been since I've had a Super Bowl party. Ouch. What? I'm just saying. <laughs> you you feel me, Coltrane, right? I do. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm trying to think. I enjoyed the Pigs in a Blanket to the extent that 
before the pregame was in full swing, my wife was surprised that the 25 she had made were down to like five. And I had to count. I'm like, well, I've had nine. She's like, what? She's like, what'd you do? Eat 10? And I thought about it. I counted how many Felix had. I'm like, no, I had nine. All right. And then I ate one more. I'm like, now I've had 10. <laughs> Good day, sir. So I really want to do over on the food because, uh, you know, I, uh, you know. I think there's chicken pot pie left in my cousin Randy's house. All right. Well, we'll by the way, if you're looking in the chicken pot pie yeah. department, Costco. Really? They've got a huge chicken pot pie. It is delicious. Well, if we're going to talk about Costco in relation to the Super Bowl, let me give my friendly tip to everybody out there in Broadcast Nation. Everybody knows that Costco gives out little samples of food. The best day all year to go for samples is the Friday before the Super Bowl because they wheel out all the stuff they want you to buy in mass quantities for your party. So there's, uh, you know, like full chicken wings. Uh, you can get uh, sausages and uh, hot dogs, and uh, I forget what else I got there because there was just too many. There's chili and uh, little tortillas. I I had some cheeseburger. They were just they were cutting everything up, and uh, I brought my wife with me, and that was our date for, <laughs> for Friday. Oh, I nice. was like I was like I got. I, I got I got a bottle of water in my pocket and a bunch of fucking Costco samples. In other words, I love you. If that's date night, you're happily married. <laughs> hey, she she was excited to go. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so that that's my friendly tip there. Uh, Coltrane. So you also probably didn't take in the uh, halftime show. I'm gonna assume. No, I you know I don't really care at all about Maroon Five. So what about what about Big Boy and Travis Scott? I mean, I you know. Travis Scott, like, I can kind of take or leave, and I didn't know that Big Boy was going to be there until, you know, like, I, I heard about it. So Big Boy didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just like, if you could get Big Boy, like, does Andre 3000, like, hate him? Like, why couldn't you just get Outcast? Because that's what I wanted. Probably because of the whole Kaepernick thing, right? Well, probably, but uh, Big Boy doesn't have a problem. Trav I like, by the way, that's my favorite thing leading up to the Super Bowl. Trav we think we talked about this last week. Travis Scott was like, yeah, no, Kaepernick said it's cool. And then Kaepernick's like, yeah, I did not say it's cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, nope. And uh, that was one of the. We'll, we'll talk. May, we'll talk about uh, some of the prop bets in a moment. One of the things that you could bet on was if anybody was going to take a knee during the anthem. Uh, and then there was a petition that uh, Adam Levine should take a knee, which you know he looks like a guy who might enjoy that. Thank you. Yeah, not really. He's hot and he has a hot wife. What can I say? But uh, so there wasn't any of that. And I think that they definitely. Look, the NFL knows it has a problem in that department. So it's like when you have Martin Luther King's granddaughter uh, th do the coin toss, and uh, you know they definitely. I mean, look, it's Atlanta. Uh, it, it's a it's a heavily you know there's just a lot of black history there. So they had a lot of that on the field, uh, and I don't. I'm not surprised that there wasn't any of it, but. You would, I don't know, Jeff, were you surprised that there wasn't any, you know, that nobody took a knee at any point? Uh, not necessarily, just because I kind of, I just feel like it's not the right place. It's not the time to, to for that stuff. And that the whole storyline has kind of become like old news a little bit. Like the whole, even, even the, the people, the halftime performers being like, oh, I'm not going to go because of Colin Kaepernick. Like, 
did anybody really care? Like, was anybody really like, oh, Cardi B's not going to perform? Like, we we really stuck it to the NFL. Like, no, nobody gave a shit. Nobody. The the halftime show has been boring for a long time, in my opinion. I know other people enjoy it. There have been years where I'm like, oh, that was a decent performance. But overall, I'm never really excited. I never think it's like that fantastic. So it's you just like, like Prince. That's, Prince was uh, Prince was like, definitely one like of the good Bruno ones. Mars? I didn't Bruno like Mars Bruno was Mars. like man, it's not my I, thing. But the Prince one enough, I thought was great. This may make me a queer, but I actually thought Katy Perry had one of the better performances. In I was just about to say I liked Katy Perry from, Sharks from a showman. Yeah, oh, I forgot great. about the Sharks from a showmanship standpoint. That was good. Lady Gaga <laughs> was Lady Gaga last year or a couple years ago. I don't remember. Just like visually, I'm like I don't really like her music. I thought the she you know she sang well in A Star Is Born. I'm like all right, good. She actually can sing, but. Uh, you know, I'm like, all right, those are, but yeah, I mean, like, the year, I remember the year that the Who did it. It was like, oh, it was like we were all excited, and then you actually remember, oh, but they're old now, and his voice is gone. Yeah, so, yeah. Ooh. it was like I wanted the Who, not the Hit. I guess you could say that we got fooled again. <laughs> yeah, there you go, beautiful, uh, Metamucil Wasteland. Anyone? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, the year that like Springsteen did it, I'm like, yeah, so those are cool. But yeah, I get it. They're not programming the Super Bowl halftime show for me because even year like I. I think in 2000, near the Ravens won, they had Aerosmith, but to have Aerosmith in 2000, it also meant, and special guest, Britney Spears, and I, I don't know who else. It's like, you have to bring that element into this. So Maroon 5 wasn't enough, so it's like, we're also going to have Travis Scott, and we're going to have Big Boy, because Andre... Oftentimes, though, the, the guest appearances are either somebody that has a track with the, the main artist, yeah. or there's a good track that they can get on together. Yeah. Literally, to me, both performances where you had the other two performances come in was to be like, and a break from Maroon 5. Yeah. It's like, and completely different. Here's a little bit of sicko mode from Travis Scott. Okay, yeah. totally not Maroon 5. All right, and here's some more shitty Maroon 5 hits that you remember from the early. And here's Outcast with, like, one big boy song, and he's gone and back to shitty Maroon 5, and there you go. Because uh, even the NFL knows that, like, you can't really listen to three Maroon 5 songs in a row. No one. I don't I don't think at Maroon 5 concerts they play that many of their own songs. Yeah. You know, I think that they have to, they, they have to give you a break. They to, play at least some maroon fours. Or... <laughs> maroon three? <laughs> hey! uh, that joke was a maroon six. It wasn't really. It's an S Club seven. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I I mostly heard it off in the distance. I saw a little of it, but uh, really, just people were talking about how now. You know, it's like Adam Levine's like, oh, I know I'm hot, so I'm going to take my shirt off. That was the worst part. Like, as he slowly stripped because down. Because of it how was... it made you feel in your pants? Yes. I was just like, there's not enough room for this boner. But he's <laughs> 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 just, just like, I, why? No one who, like, I understand that basically we, we've addressed the fact that this halftime performance is for all the girls that don't give a shit about the footy ball and are just watching this for the commercials. Did they have puppy ball yesterday? Yeah, there's puppy did. ball, kitten See? ball, cat ball. They had yeah, so they much had better. Stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I had I had toilet bowl. Do you remember back ah. in like the late '90s, back when we had celebrity death match? They yeah. had that year, the Ravens year, where instead of that's the this, thing, they had like the celebrity death match during this halftime show. That's the Let's same. Get back to that shit. That's the same Super Bowl. I mean, I remember. The there was a year that In Living Color did a did a live Super oh, Bowl yeah. halftime show. Like the counter programming of the Super Bowl, 
uh, used to happen and it used to be well done. I think the fact that, you know, Fox sometimes, well, Fox is in the rotation for the Super Bowl, so they're yeah, not going to do, do it. it yeah. But there's plenty of cable outlets that, that could do it, you know? That's what we need to do next year, Jeff. The black cast Super, Super Bowl, Bowl halftime, halftime alternative mm-hmm. where people will tune in to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Coltrane, are you in? We'll play Limp Biscuit. Yes, <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of my theme song. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't mean the band. Nope, he means, <laughs> he means the game. I know that's yeah, your theme that's song too. My theme song. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, before we talk about the commercials, uh, let's talk about the uh, prop bets because it's one of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl. My in-laws were in Vegas. I was really tempted to have, but then I want to like explain to them. Okay, so I need you to take the under on the on the the. Uh, national anthem and take tails on the coin toss i was just it was too specific but speaking of which uh i it's the reason i'm bringing this up is that gladys knight's national anthem uh it was it was set at a minute 45 seconds that's that that's the over under right and it had an unofficial time of two minutes one second uh but the problem is that after she said in the home of the brave she said, in the home of the brave again. And there was a lot of controversy as to about whether or not that counted, I guess, because that's that, that she those must have had the Gladys Knight had the over. Yeah, well, she had to have. And and uh, that's what I love about the prop bets. And the home. home. It would have been great if she just like ended it at exactly 145. Yeah. But then it's a push. I do, I do just want to point out, though, that I did tell you guys the whole time to take the over on Gladys Knight. Yeah. No, you're just right. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, coin toss was tails. Uh, will the game be tied uh, after 0-0? Zero, zero? Uh, yeah, because it was 3-3 three, three for a while, so that's one of the ones you could have bet on. Uh, who will throw a touchdown first? No one. No one. Uh, Tom Brady and Jared Goff both failed to have a passing touchdown. That's a push, right? Yeah, that's a, that is a push. Uh, Brady came up just short to Gronkowski, and Goff had two chances to Brandon Cooks, neither one ending in six. What's the jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown? I didn't even hear that one. Uh, it was number 26. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait. Uh, Sonny Michael was the only player Michelle. to score a touchdown. Uh, Michelle, yeah, yep. close. I, as soon as I said it, I'm like, wait, Michelle, my bell. Uh, yeah, 26. Uh, how many songs will be played during the halftime show? If you had too many, you were correct. Ouch. But also, they played eight songs. Eight songs. And things that you were able to bet on was which song uh, which song that Maroon 5 was going to sing first. And I think most of the action was on songs I'd never heard of. And go figure, that's not what they played. So, oh. uh, will Rob Gronkowski score a touchdown? What was the result of that, Jeff? Nope. Yep. Will Johnny Hecker throw a pass? Nope. Which w- team will he set the record for longest punt? Yes. Which team will have the last scoring play? Pa- uh, Patriots. 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 Yeah. And who will win MVP? The result was uh, Julian Edelman. So um, you, there's other ones too that uh, that uh, you know go into some of the you know what's the score going to be at this point? Over uh, o- over under two point five uh, players throwing a pass in the game. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah, there there was that one because yeah. everyone thought that you know the uh, the Rams punter would throw or Julian Edelman would throw. Yeah. So two point five was the uh, over under there. 
Well, I, I don't know. I always like those. I've never bet any of the prop bets. I don't actually think I've ever bet money on the Super Bowl. This was the year where I could have. But in all honesty, I didn't like that the Patriots were only three-point favorites. Two I wanted a, Two and a half, get it right. Right, but, you know, it's a field goal. I I wanted uh, I wanted I wanted more. I wanted a touchdown. I I just but it, I still would have lost. So I'm glad I didn't get it. Uh, but uh, so keep that in mind when you're uh, doing all of your betting. So uh, Coltrane, you didn't see any of the commercials after the fact or anything, so you don't really have uh, much to say in in that department, right? Now the only one that I saw was the the NFL like 100, mm-hmm. like the 100th anniversary of the NFL one. Right. And that one actually, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, I I have to I have to say that one I I liked and I'm glad that I saw it. The rest of them, no, I didn't see any of them. You didn't see any of them. All right. Well, then we're gonna say goodbye to Coltrane because we're gonna we're gonna tie it up after the uh, unless you want to listen to us talk about the. Uh, but I don't want to waste your time. Also, so uh, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to hear us talk about commercials you didn't see? I mean, uh, you know, uh, I love you guys. Yeah, really lo- love you. Mean it, but. Uh, I mean, if I didn't watch the commercials, I don't really care to talk about the commercials. So are, are you about to go camp out for your spot for the parade? Or are you like, I've seen so many parades in this town, I, I couldn't possibly go to another yeah, one? When I think Coltrane, I think parade nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, there's actually a soccer game on right now that I'm going uh, oh, to go I'm, watch. I'm watching then... that later. Do not give away anything. Wait, who's, who's no, playing? No, 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 no. Don't say the score. Just what are the Teams, I want to know because I'm I'm interested. Liverpool now. and West Ham. Uh, uh, what are the names of the teams? So the Liverpool's team is called what? David Royce. The Reds. The Reds. And what is uh, West Ham? The Hammers. Skins. The Hammer. The Skins. <laughs> West Ham Skins. The Potato Skins. It's the Red Skins. All right. Well, uh, Coltrane, we will talk to you again soon. Uh, congratulations. Uh, now you've got. More rings than you have fingers. Oh wait, no wait. We have ten fingers. Never mind. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You you get you gotta only, get. Only Bill Russell has achieved the <laughs> impressive cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you, Coltrane. We will uh, we will talk to you soon. I'm sure. Appreciate it. And he can always be found at Coltrane Leaks if you want to keep up on 90 Day Fiance. Uh, that's it for our, for our pal Coltrane. Uh, did you, Jeff? Were you able? Are you able to watch the commercials the way that the rest of us do? But when the Patriots are in, is it just like uh, whatever commercials? You're just not into uh, it because you're into the game, or I just so here's my thing, and I don't know if I've just become cynical over time. The answer when I was, is yes, by well, the way. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember the commercials being fun and interesting. Mm, sure. And for a long time, that is not how I have felt. Like, for the most part, I don't think Super Bowl commercials are that good anymore. There are, like, even the ones that people love. Like, I remember there was that, like, what, monkey baby puppy one that people <laughs> were into a while, yeah. a while back. It's like, oh, it was clever. But my problem with all commercials is it's like... If you watch anything a lot, like if, so, if you watch sports channels over and over again, or you yeah. watch this, you watch, then you see a commercial a hundred thousand times because they run the same shit on a certain network. So if you just watch one network, you're gonna end up seeing it too much. So maybe it's just because I end up seeing them too many times because I watch other sporting events. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There have not been any Super Bowl commercials that I've thought were great. I watched all of them from this past year. Like, you know, I I was conscientious about, like, putting my phone down when I'd start to be like, oh, it's commercial time. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, these are supposed to be good commercials. Yeah, where are the good ones? But there, there was just, like, nothing was 
I guess the Pepsi one was, in, in terms of memorable ones, I thought that one was interesting, the the early okay one, where they're like, is Pepsi okay? Okay! And then it was oh, like the, yeah. the people who have okay as a catchphrase. Steve becoming Carell their... making a bank run on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, look, because all Steve Carell does now is try to go out there and prove to us that he will never make us laugh again if you see the movies that he does now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always like... Look, he didn't make me laugh on The Office, so it's... Well, I, I think that he, he's capable of being very funny, but now he makes just, you know, very serious, dramatic choices. One of the things that I liked, because the only time I ever watch CBS is when it's on at the gym. So I see, I usually see a little bit of Let's Make a Deal oh, and a please, little bit. you're wearing a Young and the Restless t-shirt. <laughs> That's true. I usually see a little bit of Let's Make a Deal, like I did today. By the way, it was Star Trek Day on Let's Make a Deal. Everybody was in Star Trek costumes. <laughs> uh, did that help? Uh, no, they there still were a lot of... What's like, behind door number war well, there, one? Well, you know, when you got zonked, it was a pile of tribbles. So, you know, that, that I can't say it wasn't fun. And uh, so you usually see a little bit of Let's Make a Deal, a little bit of uh, uh, Price is Right. But even seeing a little bit of CBS, there are just shows on. I'm like, wait, that Matt LeBlanc show is still on? And I'm like, wait, Stacy Keach is Stacy Keach isn't dead? Yeah, I thought Stacy Keach died like 15 years ago. No, I remember that, he was on that like, show. Like Samson, he derives all his strength from, from his mustache. His mustache. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. And uh, you know, you just and you know, look, they have a lot of uh, procedurals because obviously CBS is the network for your grandparents. I, I, look, I get it, but I, I just uh, there's you all know these why shows. CBS is doing well because they program- young Sheldon. Okay, what's your they answer? They program to people that don't understand DVRs still. Like that's they're true. like, we need like, to program to the like generation my, that like my won't parents. figure this out. That need yeah. to watch it live. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I think that's how you get young Sheldon. That's how the you're the number one network because <laughs> it's like as long as uh, the Nielsen ratings don't include any like internet and everything, CBS number one. That's true. But do you think we'll get the year where the Super Bowl's like on Netflix? You know, I think this year. Oh, I'm pretty sure you could have watched. They they were advertising like watch it anywhere on anything because it was well, like also being rebroadcast. Because this year they were doing Thursday night football rebroadcast yeah. on Amazon. Oh, on Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah. And, and they so, did, they also did like alternate broadcasts. I think that right. they had uh, a female ESPN, announcing right? team, maybe. But I think on Amazon Prime there was a game that I just I don't remember who the the announcers were, but they made a point that they were going to have two female announcers on the Amazon Prime coverage. Like, so they had different broadcasts. Yeah, two female announcers for the Super Bowl. We're like, this is so boring. When are we going to get to the commercials? <laughs> Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I don't, I think ultimately they did a good job. Uh, some of the commercials, the one that I, I, it wasn't even the best, but the one that I just stared at and thought the most about was the Andy Warhol one where that one was he's, weird. Si- he's sitting there with Burger King and he's got, he's got the bottle of ketchup, uh-huh. which is not how it is served in any Burger King restaurant. Nope. Even, you know, whatever time that was filmed in, you would have gotten the little packets. Now you get the little, you get the pump. Two two pumps and a bump. That's for my boy Hammer. Pump uh, and dump. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's for you. Uh, it's but, for all of us. But, you know, so it's it's just, it's weird. And he's just like, that's not coming out very fast, which I didn't know he talked like that. But then also, he's putting the ketchup on the side. After taking the top bun off. Why did he take the top bun off? <laughs> I thought the same thing as what soon as it was over. What the fuck is he like, doing? He looks like he's about to put it on the bun and then changes his dis- like mind last second. You know, was that a Burger King commercial or a Heinz commercial? 
Well, it's that's a great question. I think it was, well, it, was it was an actual Burger well, King if commercial. If you don't remember, then it ain't a good. Well, I remember that it was Burger King because I'm like Burger King still you know puts commercials in the Super Bowl. Where's it's the like, guy in the Burger King mask? I love that dude. Yeah, Here's the most fucked up thing about that in my mind is like. I'm aware of the fact that what he was eating in that time period was probably significantly healthier and more resembling an actual hamburger than anything we're getting today. Oh, that reminds me, Sal. We need to figure out where we're going for lunch for our unhealthy hamburger, but we'll okay. talk about that a little later. Uh, yeah, maybe Burger King. Maybe that's going to work on us. Probably I've not. been a big Shake Shack guy lately. Oh, They've yeah. got Ew. an amazing spicy chicken sandwich that I can't find online anymore, but it's so good. Better we- than Chick-fil-A? It's compete. It competes. It competes, and so you know we have my, both my of those whole thing is now. like they hate gays less, so it's like better, more. They're, they're, they're open on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. They are open on Sunday, much like the gays. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Wow. Uh, so ring my bell. But what that reminds me, that commercial, uh, it reminds me that Andy Warhol once said that in the future everybody's going to be annoyed by my fucking commercial for 15 minutes. And he was right, because that's about how long I, I gave it. But we're talking about it now. Um, in terms of good ones, you know, my, like I said, my son liked the one with the talking sharks. So there's something to be said for that. And that was for like a um, like a like a sparkling, I don't know, soda sort of water thing. Worst commercial, least inspired. Soda? I don't think oh, it was, the, was the, it spiked. It was like it had two mermaids in it. I don't yeah, that was like the sparkling whatever. Bon and Vivs. Bon and Vivs. Sparking spiked. Sparkling spiked. Yeah, it's a myth. Yeah. Um, I think the worst ones were the Turkish Airlines commercials that yeah, were just like an, a weird possible movie made by Ridley Scott of a woman taking pictures, which are clearly just her taking pictures of this airline because this is a an advertisement for this airline. Yeah. What, like, I've never seen one of those, like, watch the full films and uh, type commercials at, at whatever website. In a website. world of bad commercials. Right. I've never wanted to see the movie less. Like, I normally yeah. don't care to see the movie, but I've never been like, no, you've actually inspired me never to see the full one. Right. Although, I, uh, I have to admit, I was excited for the Avengers Endgame and Captain Marvel that trailers. That was a good one. Those were both good. I was glad to see those. Uh, you know, we're about a month away from Captain Marvel finally here. Uh, the ones that... so. The Stella Artois one that has uh, Sarah dude, Jessica Parker and, and the dude. I so thought that was good. That it was has Carrie Bradshaw. Well, and I, I like that it Stella also Artos. has yes, yeah, Stella Artois. I like that he was in character as the dude. Mm-hmm. I can understand that some people would be like, oh my God, she's in character as Carrie Bradshaw. I also thought it needed something more, and then it had the most interesting man in the world. And I'm like, great, because yep. I wanted one more. And you know, I felt like you could have done a bar full of people playing their iconic characters. But, uh, you Tony know, Tony the Tiger, Tony the Tiger would have been great. Harrison Ford could have a massive chest wound from where Kylo Ren he stabbed had some him. good Charlie uh, Green Giant. That, oh, what were they? The, the Amazon ones with Harrison Ford and his dog. Those yeah, ones were kind of funny. Were those were good. Where the yeah. dog was like barking and it was like more kibble. And he's like, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the, the Pepsi one. And then, the, so the the Bud Light commercials were really Game of Thrones commercials? Is that what the takeaway was there? So my guess, as soon as I saw that, I thought it was interesting because I was like, that's a smart play. What my, and I don't know any information about this, but I would guess that Bud Light proposed this to Game of Thrones in like a, hey, look, 
we've got this really interesting idea that's like cross-promotional, but basically we just want to license your characters to use in our commercial because we've been doing these medieval-themed commercials, and we think it'll draw a lot more attention to us, and we can use your name and like your characters, which will give you free publicity for your air date coming soon. Even though everybody who's going to watch that show knows they're going to watch it, but I know what you're yeah. saying. You can definitely be like, hey... Uh, I, what we would like to do is spend millions of dollars producing an ad, placing it during the Super Bowl, and what we want, what we want to do at the end of it, is put your name and logo up there. Borrow a character, you will get free advertising during the Super Bowl. Uh, is that something that would interest you? And the answer is, uh, you know, when you pose it that way, the answer is is, is usually going to be yes. Uh, so, I, I mean, th- those I, I got what those were. I, di- I didn't think they were great. And anytime I fucking hear dilly dilly, I'm like, I think you're trying to make that a thing. And it it's is not... a thing in certain places. Ugh, apparently, I hate those places. Yeah, well, apparently well, actually, Boston's people... one of those places. Had... <laughs> yeah, dilly dilly. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a uh, there's a good one. I think. It makes sense only insofar as Gilmore, the guy we were talking about before, yeah. his oh, easy well, one, Gilly Gilly. Yeah, but now that you say that, I, I, I at least get it. Uh, which I guess you'd... Oh, it's not going to be funny. Why am I going to make that joke? Should I? Yeah. Which I guess you could not you think that, that one's floundering a little? Uh, a little fishy joke? It was going to be like it's the one that you can't hear at a Pink Floyd concert. <laughs> so I'm just giving myself the worst bells ever. Because it's just like, why would I have said that out loud? But that's what we do here. Uh, the, uh, there was, uh, oh, one of the, you know what, on the list of the prop bets I read wasn't my favorite one, which was number of commercials featuring dogs. The line was at five. You needed to take the under in that because there weren't as many dog commercials as there were some years. It was the Budweiser commercial. Yeah, and there was like one other one because I I just remember that there were two, but I actually forget what it was. Uh, the Budweiser, I, I still don't know what that one was. Maybe I didn't see it. I mean, yeah. it's just Budweiser. It, I you think see, it was just there. You see yeah. the Clydesdales on the Dalmatian. They usually Budweiser. try and make you cry, and uh, I don't think that they did a good job. I of that cry if I have to drink Budweiser. Now that, that's a smart, that's a, that's a hot take that I will uh, certainly be on board for. Um, there uh, were, there were two different commercials where there were creepy robot boys both selling something different. One was, uh, I don't know, a tax pr- preparation company. Uh, I don't like the creepy robot boys. I don't care what they're selling. I'm, Speaking I'm of just... creepy robot boys, Christian, where are we going for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure to think what the answer would be. I Bob's guess Bob's Astro Boy. boy. Yeah, you could... Bob's Astro Boy. Um, from a uh, important with a capital I, there was the uh, Washington Post commercial where they talked about the uh, Saudi Arabian jur- journalist who was killed, yeah. uh, who President Trump says, like, eh, I believe the prince. You know, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, I mean, the art is formerly known as prince. Well, he never would have signed off on it. Uh, and uh, Can you I- imagine if one of the Arabian princes did that, like, uh, aristocrat formerly known as Prince Wahidi? <laughs> there, uh, I didn't see. There was a uh, Serena Williams Bumble ad. I didn't see that. I didn't I did. see it either. There was so it was like a little uh, relationshipy, and then it shot in at the end. It was like Bumble BFF, Bumble Biz, and it made me be like, 
what? Those are like ne- networking sites for business and yeah. or friends? Because like, if it's still going across genders, that's not what people are doing. Like, if you're telling me that you have a business where you're trying to connect people of different genders, then you're telling me you have an internet prostitution site. Like, that's yeah. what that is. <laughs> uh, I've got a business opportunity for you. It's called My Balls in Your Mouth. <laughs> one that didn't land, speaking of uh, balls in your mouth, one that didn't land the way they wanted it to was... Uh, this uh, Kraft Heinz owned company, Devour, that they wanted to have mm. a commercial about frozen food porn addiction, except for the fact they, that they wouldn't let them use the word porn. And they all, that's also an old commercial. Like, that's been playing yeah. before the Super Bowl. So, I hate when companies do that. Yeah, it's like if you're, you know, going to spend the money. Uh, but spend it's like if money. you can't say the food porn, then don't fucking buy the spot. I yeah. mean, I guess you need to, be, but it's like, what's the point? Uh, oh, yeah, there was the, the Mr. Peanut ad that had Charlie Sheen and A-Rod in it, and all I could think was great, Mr. Peanut has AIDS now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I actually didn't think that until right now. He he nutted all over them. (laughs) Really gotta fix this thing. I'm not. I'm not laughing. No, that's hey. You don't have to. I'm not laughing. Good thing that no one can see us. That's right. No one can see you. We all know that you're. Everybody uh, knows they're nuts. Uh, let's see. There was the uh, the one that uh, we got to see. What was it? It, it? Oh, it had like a like a, a unicorn and and Bo Jackson and I don't even know what the fuck that was. I might have missed that one. That was a Verizon ad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I liked oh. the Verizon one. They showed multiple oh, no. times with uh, that was sorry that was Chargers Sprint. Coach. Yeah, that was Sprint. And okay. yeah, Verizon had that one, and T-Mobile had the one with the really long text. I, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, the one that my my son liked was the Christina Applegate. Who I saw that and I, I, I was just like, she looks more like Peg Bundy than Kelly Bundy now. I, I, I'm just, I don't think, I don't think that's a hot take. I'm just going out there. Um, I've already told the story about how I sat behind her. I don't think Christina I need to tell Apple Pie Gate. Mm. I'm thinking about that one. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. all right. Uh, that was an Eminem's commercial. Uh, there was a, a Colgate a close talker with Luke Wilson. Uh, which it's great to see him working finally. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the Audi ad. Did uh, you hear uh, what his oh. brother's reaction was to his uh, commercial? No. Wow. <laughs> that I liked. It was a cheap one. There was a there was the Mint Mobile ad that had like the chunky style milk, which I thought was kind of like, all right, they're going for something. Uh, I like when there's you know there's at least something there. Uh, I don't know. Oh, do you remember one for something called Expensify with two chains? Because I sure don't. <laughs> no, nope. I think I would remember a commercial with two chains. <laughs> Come on. It's in the top five on this uh, Thrillist list. Uh, the Burger King one we talked about is number four on this list. Really? Uh, the Microsoft w- had an inspirational ad, so I feel like if we talk about it, we're going to make fun of special needs kids, so I'm going to just keep going. Oh, but it's uh, okay for Mr. Peanut to be sick. I mean, he has a you cough. Look, he, he coughed on a napkin and there was blood on it, all right? I'm just hey, making the observation. been there? <laughs> just making the observation. There was the Hyundai one that uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a controversy because it's got Jason Bateman as the elevator operator, and they're stopping out of all, off at all these floors where terrible things are happening. One of the things was a vegan dinner party, mm-hmm. and vegans are like, hey, what about us? We like to eat our shitty food 
food and shit our brains out because it's not real food? Here's what the vegans ignored in that very fucking scene was is that three out of the four people were into the dinner party. There was only one person who was miserable. They had two people get off yeah, the elevator. Sure. It was a couple. You had the wife or like the girlfriend, whatever, of that couple. Be like, oh, beet loaf. And the husband was the one rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, the beet loaf was pretty funny, actually. I thought that was a funny one. That was one I'm like, all right. And, and I was just trying to think of like, how much did uh, Jason Bateman make? You know, do you think he made Teen Wolf Two money for that? Yeah, T O O. That's the one he was in. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, let us know if there were other commercials that uh, we somehow skipped. But uh, those are the ones that uh, I thought uh, there were no clear winners. There were those of us who had to, you know, sit through all those commercials. Uh, I did like the Harrison Ford ones mostly because I'm I'm just a sucker and I like him. So I, I think in terms of like watchable, those were probably the ones that I liked the most. Oh, he's see done that? a good right. job of not becoming overexposed. Yeah, that's it's true. like for yeah. somebody who's for somebody who has somebody who's who had Solo been, and Indiana Jones. Exactly, but yeah. it's like because that's been his life for so long. You know, he's done a couple of these like retrends of some of his most famous and iconic roles, and then yet he's also been able to yeah, kind of I mean, slink back into the he's background. Also in Blade Runner, that. I can't wait for Air Force Two. Yeah, we've been waiting for that for a long time. By the way, uh, let's T-O-O. just <laughs> let's just uh, you know, some people hide their uh, technical uh, glitches and things. Uh, now that I've closed my laptop, there's not a buzz anymore. So what is? Have I learned people something from that? People who don't ever help their Here's one big knock on Tony Romo. Never heard a broadcaster more consistently throw his team under the bus anytime there's an issue. You mean Dallas? (laughs) Them too. But (laughs) as a broadcaster, Tony Romo, if you listen to it, and this is something I'm just like acute to because I've been the person who's gotten like called out for these things. And because you're a cute guy? Oh. uh, Is like anytime there's an issue. So early in the Super Bowl, it was like, Oh, yeah, now I can say something now that my mic's working because I had said this brilliant oh, thing. I do hate and that. it's like half tongue in cheek and he's half joking and I get it. But I'm like, you know that that guy who made that mistake is like super embarrassed right now. Yeah. And like he just and wants he, you to just move on, do your job, focus on like l- making the broadcast seem flawless. And whether you yeah. mention it or not, he might be fired. He might not be asked back to do, you know, exactly. and he it's might not get like, to do any more NFL games on CBS. And then you mentioning it means like, oh, yeah, we should definitely not have Steve back. But like as a producer, I would tell them like, hey, that's actually a bad idea. Not because you're making this guy feel like shit who you rely on to make you sound good every time. But because if I'm just listening and watching the broadcast, if he didn't say that, I don't know that I missed anything from Tony Romo. In my mind, the, it was a flawless broadcast until he fucking says something. So it was yeah. like you could have gotten away with no one even knowing something was wrong if you just shut up and felt yep. like so kept broadcasting. Are you yep. saying I shouldn't have talked about the buzz uh, that was? Uh, look, we are <laughs> basically at I'm buzz saying TV. you're a big amateur and uh, you are not wrong. <laughs> oh, the bell worked that time. There you go. No problem. Uh, so uh, I don't know on the uh, on the uh, grand scheme of things, it was it was an all right Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, as a Patriots fan, you're excited. You got six. I think the implications rings. of the Super Bowl are more exciting than the actual yeah. like, because again, it was an ex- it, it had a lot of tension in the game. If you were invested in the outcome, yeah, most people weren't. So yes. that's why I think people found it a boring Super Bowl. But overall, it's like the implications of this game are huge. 
excuse me, are a lot bigger. I was afraid you were about to throw up, by the way. <laughs> uh, the implications of this game are a lot bigger than the game yeah. itself. Like, what this means in terms of, like, cementing a legacy that's just absolutely, like, untouchable, it's like I was saying in our last one where it was like, Tom Brady is moving into that, like, Ty Cobb territory where it's like... Where he's it, racist? Yes, where okay. he hates... <laughs> where it's just... <laughs> Wait, he's the governor of Virginia? Yeah. See that? That's current events. That's a fucking hot take. Tom and a half. Brady is marching on Charlottesville right now. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, he's moved. He's moving into that echelon of like records and and title and the types of things that you're just like, is anybody ever really going to be able to do right. that? Like, that was a real place and time kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's funny because they did that thing where they showed all the pictures of people from 2002 and now, and you look at him in 2002, and you're like, oh, man, he was just a goofy, chubby-looking motherfucker. He was and so now, goofy-looking. Yeah, now you're like, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't bang him, but I would watch... Adam Levine and him like jerk each other but off. What's funny about that is like, <laughs> what? what? You can what? see that you can see the aging in Tom Brady's teeth. Like his oh, really? teeth seem like they've kind of spaced more oh, since he was a, a rookie. So in you my studied opinion. it a little bit more than I did. I've just seen the pictures a lot yeah, because I a watched point. a lot of video and stuff leading up to the Super Bowl because it was a, a lot of fun for me. Like this was one of the times where. Uh, as a fan of the Patriots, and it's like I I hold extra weight in all this because I feel extra justified as a fan because I was a fan before Tom Brady was even drafted. Like I was a fan in the Curtis Martin, but you were Drew like Bledsoe 10, era. right? Yeah, I was yeah. a kid, but like I was I'm from the area. I went to training camp before Tom Brady was drafted. That's right. my wow. level of like Patriots. I was a fan when we were the worst franchise ever, and we were like. Before that's what people forget too, and it's obviously because the last twenty years have been so dominant. Like before that, we were a hot garbage dumpster fire of a franchise. You were the Jets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but, but with less titles. Yeah, because they had the one. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I did like that when uh, Joe Namath spoke, the Patriots fans booed him just out of you know. I thought that was because it's out of respect. Out of respect. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I did tell Natasha who Joe Namath was. Uh, I was basically like, oh, because she doesn't know who any. Yeah, I had to be like, that's Emmett Smith. That's Joe. Like, I did you show her? Did you show her the clip of him? I didn't I show just her that. to kiss you. Oh, I did not show, you her, show that. her that. I, yeah. All I did was explain why he was famous. Yeah. But it was it's interesting in explaining to somebody nowadays why he's famous almost seems like and because yeah, he won he a Super Bowl 50 was, years ago. But it's also like when he did that, that was like, you don't fucking do that. You don't yeah. guarantee a championship like that when you're a huge underdog. Now, because he did that, so many people have done that to the point where it's like, so and so guarantees it. And then when it doesn't pan out, we all forget about yeah, it. Nobody, but if it does pan out, see, I'm they trying said to it. think of the last person who guaranteed a championship and, and delivered on one. Uh, I remember uh, Bryce Harper uh, a couple of times actually said that the, you know, I. In in baseball, uh, the teams that that win, and especially the teams that win consistently, aren't the teams that tell you that they're going to win. You know. That being said, you know, if if Tom Brady, you know, showed up at training camp was like, yeah, we're going to win Super Bowl again this year, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, you probably will. You'll at least be there. You know, so you got a good chance. Uh, anyway, all that being said, uh, you know, I'm glad we got to talk about it. 
I'm glad that everybody gets a win, but oh, the point I was going to make to you, Jeff, was that I don't think that this is the Super Bowl that when Patriots fans are ranking the six championships, this, like, was this the is the best least one. interesting yeah. one. This is again most important for cementing a legacy. Yeah. Least interesting in terms of like I think the last two championships were some of the most exciting. I think the, the fourth the, championships in terms of like a single play yeah. that just was like holy shit because I was working at Fox Sports. Yeah, Seahawks one. I was working at Fox Sports. I was working the game like broadcasting yeah. and doing stuff for the game, and I was in my chair and we have like the game on all these things and it's like when we made that interception like I jumped up I was just like. Punching around, I, I was thought going. There's no ape shit. In the press box. Oh fuck! Th- I was well. I was like at a broadcast. It was booth, like here well, in LA, you know. but yeah, no one can see you. Yeah, that's all right. No, I was wearing a Patriots cape. I was wearing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I was yeah. Cape. Where's that a, cape? Where's that cape now? Uh, it's a He's blanket. <laughs> it's a blanket. Uh, and but I'm saying that was incredibly exciting. And then you, I was with you for the Falcons one, and it was like that was incredibly exciting. But you, you it was kind of like you saw it coming more so than well, than the Malcolm Butler interception, you, which was out of nowhere. Yeah, and then that first half where you were like you weren't playing Candy Crush, but you were playing some yeah. game. You were like yeah. literally playing a game the yeah. first half of that Super Bowl because. Uh, there was, it was not it was an a, interesting it was like, first half. There is no way Atlanta can lose this Super Bowl at that point at halftime. That's that's where we all were. You don't want to keep New England to only three points going through the it third only, quarter, as evidenced by this game as well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, and, of course, let's remind people, you've said it before, why was last year's Super Bowl loss against Philadelphia so bad? Because I particularly hate Philadelphia as a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you're going to so, say so, about it? It was. I didn't love some of like the controversial. No, I'm talking about how much you hate the city. That's all. I, I, do, I no. I mean, I don't need to go. What What more is there to say? Like they've evidenced <laughs> why they're a big fucking garbage pail of a city. But like we talked the... about. We talked about this last week. Don't you love the guy who, after the Eagles won, ate, ate horse shit? shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. That's a fan. It's like yeah. I said. Which reminds me, we need to pick where we're going to lunch. I, what we, were you going to say? We hate them because Boston and Philadelphia are so similar in so many ways that it's just like when, A, having them beat us is just like, oh, fuck you. It's yeah. like you are the worst people to lose to. <laughs> like you guys, cause, because, and they did this exact thing where it's like, our one championship, we're so much better than you. Fuck you and your whole franchise. We're like, oh, we have five championships. Mm. But we won this one against you, so fuck you. And it was just like, this is the worst conversation to have. Do you think that last night, maybe somewhere, I don't know, deep in Quincy, a couple of guys named Sully and Tommy uh, ate horse shit last night to celebrate the Patriots (laughs) win? Well, if you're eating Ah. Boston food, you're eating horse shit. Oh, Oh. We call that chowder. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, if, it, if they're eating chowder, as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's probably sea shit. Right. Uh, all right, well, that is uh, our show for this week. We uh, went a little long, as they say, but uh, we appreciate everybody that's sticking. That's what she around. said. Thank you. Uh, now, in at the buzzer. Our next show is going to be a recap of season two of The Punisher. Are you done yet? Yep. All right, we're going to talk about that, Jeff. Zia, who is uh, on more often than Will Sterling, actually. Zia Anderson will be with us. The three of us will talk about that. So that'll be our next episode. Uh, And then I might uh, throw myself a pity party after that because it'll be the day before my birthday. So I might throw myself a birthday party. So stay tuned. 
to the black cast for uh, things that may or may not sound interesting to you, but stay tuned anyway. Uh, Jeff Dre, where do people find you on Twitter? Come on, you know you love the Twitter the Twitter follows. Oh, yeah. Twitter follow me, at Jeff Dre, because yeah. I totally tweet a lot. Uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, David Weiss, where can people find you? Right now, or no, on Twitter? No, on Twitter. They can, uh, yeah. they can find right. me at, at D Wise Comedy, and I tweet less than Jeff Duray. Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, can they find us at, at Shake Shack? Do we go to Chick fil A? Do we go to The Habit? It's around the corner. Do we get burger? Do we go to Philly's Best? Because going we have to the make... counter and get a full pound burger? <sighs> Wait, I have to pound a burger? Yeah, well. I have to bring it up again. You get the, a pound of meat, and ounce? then you pound it. Yeah. Like, Nor- have sex with it on the table. normal burger is eight ounce or a third of it? I don't know. I, oh, I, see, I, I just know the Fuddruckers scale, so what do well, I know? Well, I guess it depends. So you got 16 ounces in a pound, right? Yeah. So if it's a quarter pounder, it's four ounces. Oh, that's no, smart. bigger than that. Yeah, it's got to be bigger than that. So it's like a half pounder. I think the eight, the eight pounder is where we're... All right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll let everybody know uh, next time. And uh, my final tweet of my own that I will read... Uh, which, if you would like to see more of these, at Christian DMZ, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Look, I've been very critical of this Super Bowl tonight, but I'd start off every day the rest of my life watching it in its entirety if it meant not having to tune in for next Sunday's Grammy telecast that I just saw a commercial for. Another hot take, but uh, I saw the performers. It was like all this garbage and like, everybody Hot Chili Peppers, whom I also don't like, but I'm like, they're a rock band. So I'm like, oh, okay, so that's where we're at right now. Grammy and like the year that like Metallica performed with Lady Gaga, they said uh, Lady Gaga was going to be on. You just no no respect for rock and roll, but uh, that's why that's why I'm I'm such a rocker. I don't know. I have no point to make from it. I just fucking you know all these awful shows. Another white hot take. Yeah, well, now that's true. Uh, speaking of white, if you want to follow me on Twitter at <laughs> Christian DMZ, there's also the Blackcast at B L A D T C A S T, the Blackcast on Facebook. And I'm all over uh, AfterBuzz TV and the Popcorn Talk Network. I do Marvel TV Weekly Sundays at 9 p.m. Pacific and Marvel Movie News on the Popcorn Talk Network Thursdays at 1 p.m. And also on Thursdays, Mr. Weiss, I do the Star Trek Discovery After Show at 10 p.m. Uh, and uh, we've, uh, we're three episodes in. Did you renew CBS uh, All Access? Are you waiting for the free trial? No, I am, uh, I am fully up to date on my Star Trek Discovery. A thumbs up, thumbs down. Or thumbs parted with the uh, you know, Live Long and Prosper. Thumbs up, um, I, but I still feel the Orville is better. That, you might not be wrong there. Uh, all right, well, thanks again, everybody. And we will see you next time on the Blackcast. I roll so ill that I sold 10 mil Drop more platinum to fold more bills You pop more shit, I show more skill Greatest of all time and that's so real Ain't no rapper could do what I do Rip your whole label solo, no crew Ain't an MC that I can't go through And I only have respect for a chosen few But they can get it too Trust me, you don't want Ella spit at you I'm the one they call when shit is critical The way I conquer the world is spiritual I'm imperial Everlasting, the best who ever did it Holding the crown down, can't nobody get it Germany, Italy, France, Japan, London, Africa Bow to the master, the go The greatest of all time Take the reason I think that the Orville is tracking is because 
some of the things just seem so ridiculous at this point because it's more, more fun to use the practical effects, but in the world that we live in, or it's more cost uh, effective to use yeah. practical effects. But the world we live in, it's like seeing those practical effects. It's like you almost have to laugh at this. Like yeah. if you try to take this too seriously with those costumes, people aren't going to take you seriously. But also the Orville benefits from the fact that it's on television and people, that anyone can helps. watch it. CBS All Access, you have to subscribe to it. You have to find it. Orville's uh, one of those shows I'll put on, but I won't necessarily watch, watch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll listen to it. I'll get the theme of the episode, but I'm not like sitting there being like, oh. Something. You're missing something. Well, you think so? Bujenski's Bujans- yeah. uh, girl Halston Sage isn't on the show anymore. Do you, oh, okay. you, you, you weren't even around when he decided he liked that girl. She was in some Adam Sandler movie, so the, she was a girl on that show. Anyway, she was the the, the super strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, she's not on cool. anymore. He, no. he, I mean, did she was she get, hot out of the makeup. Did she get fired or she quit? You'll have to ask Seth MacFarlane when we see him at lunch <laughs> at Jack in the Box. Yeah, I had some other shit going on yesterday, not the Super Bowl. But we don't need to talk about that because it's a bummer. Yeah, adult circumcision, it's no joke. You know, he had been circumcised as a child, but uh, it's just too large. But when your dick is so big, it can grow grow new foreskin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Speaking of new foreskin, they call me Weapon Triple (laughs) X. My dick is made of adamantium. Uh, and on that note, let's get started. Yeah, I would say I am a cautious Patriots fan, but I am not cautiously a Patriots fan. Uh, give me a second, because I, I, I actually need to turn your audio up. Sorry. That's that's on me for not testing it beforehand. Your white hot take, Coltrane. Mm. It was I good, mean, I, what, what am I going to... You think I can come out with that again? I can't. You know what I mean? Like, the moment's gone. You're killing us, balls. You're killing me. Take a couple deep breaths and get ready to go again. From one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I can remember exactly how I said it then, but that's all right. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll come up with something new. Yeah. Improv and incre- incredible new scene. You're like Jim Rash. All right, uh, Ken, <laughs> give us a, uh, give us a little uh, test right there. Hello? 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 He sounds louder now. Okay, sounds a good. A little bit louder right. now. Louder now. Louder now. Louder now. 